Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 142 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Far Cry 6 Joseph Collapse, an expansion, Crossfire X, Edge of Eternity, and Breakout Recharged. The games coming out this week include Infernax, Rumbleverse, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires, Super Toy Cars Off-Road, and From Heavens to Earth. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 sequel and Warzone 2 officially announced. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, This year's Call of Duty release will be a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare, Activision Blizzard announced today. It will be developed in tandem with a new Warzone release that will be, quote, designed together from the ground up, end quote. Call of Duty fans can expect a, quote, all-new play space and a new sandbox mode, end quote, for Warzone 2. Both the Modern Warfare sequel and Warzone will be powered by a new engine. Development on both games will once again be led by Infinity Ward, which previously worked on Modern Warfare 2019 and Call of Duty Warzone. Both games are amongst the most successful Call of Duty games ever made, with Warzone in particular becoming a major fixture of the Battle Royale scene. The Call of Duty 2022 news was released as part of a community update that also includes info for Season 2 of Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone. Activision Blizzard is promising more than 30 improvements ahead of next season's launch on February 14th, including fixes to blockages in Modern Warfare's multiplayer. This has me excited. I tried to jump into the new Warzone Pacific map. It did not do anything for me. I really feel like I need a new engine, a new reason to jump back in, and a new game and version of it will get me back in. I also really enjoyed Call of Duty Modern Warfare The Reboot. I love the campaign, so give me a continuation and more of that good good. Number two. The Xbox Share button is getting more customizable thanks to controller remapping. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft will soon allow Xbox Series X and S owners to fully customize the Share button on their controllers. While you've been able to use the Xbox Share button to create screenshots or game clips, you'll soon be able to map it to lots of Xbox features, including controlling the TV volume, accessing search, or switching to night mode. Xbox Insider testers in the Alpha and Skip Ahead Alpha rings can now access a new controller firmware update that enables the new customization for the Xbox Share button. You can then remap the button for hold, press, and double tap on the following options. Open the Xbox Guide, send a message, search, launch an app or game, play, pause media, TV volume up, down, or mute, view achievements, friends, or party, access quick settings, and toggle night mode, color filters, narrator, or magnifier. I just love this. It's one of those quality of life features to give us more options with how we want to interact with our hardware and the games that we love to play. Number three, Microsoft confirms Activision Blizzard will release games on PlayStation beyond existing agreements. Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Microsoft has confirmed that, quote, Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles, end quote, will not just be released on PlayStation to honor existing contracts, but, quote, beyond the existing agreement and into the future, end quote. In a piece published to explain how the company will adapt to gain regulatory approval for its Activision Blizzard takeover, President Brad Smith addressed some concerns that popular games would no longer be available on competing consoles. End quote. To be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. End quote. Previous reports have indicated that the next three Call of Duty games would come to PlayStation, but not indicated what's beyond that. 
This is a big piece in the ongoing saga about whether games will be exclusive or not when Microsoft purchases them. I wish it could be this clear cut and dry, but for some reason even seeing that statement and reading it, highlighting, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation beyond existing agreements, I still feel like that's not the whole truth. Like, will they just continue to update and support Warzone 2, Warzone, all games that have already been released? And then we'll start to release single standalone Call of Duty games exclusive to Xbox? I just don't know, and we won't know until time tells. The one thing we do know, though, is as a Game Pass subscriber, we will get all these games for ostensibly free, and that is awesome. Number 4, Battlefield 2042 petition demanding refunds has now surged over 120,000 signatures. Sean Murray at The Gamer writes, the Change.org petition demanding refunds on Battlefield for 2042 continues to grow. Just yesterday, the petition crossed 50,000 signatures, which is apparently enough for petition organizers to contact a lawyer and start a class action lawsuit. Just a day later, and that petition has already more than doubled to 120,000 signatures. Quote EA's release of Battlefield 2042 is a mockery of every customer who purchased this video game for 70 US dollars due to EA's false advertising, and quote, wrote petition organizer Satoshi Nakamoto. Quote, Battlefield 2042 has cost consumers millions of dollars in damages and upset thousands of customers worldwide, end quote. Battlefield 2042 has been facing stiff headwinds ever since releasing last year. Numerous bugs, balance issues, and missing features led many fans to consider Battlefield 2042 to be a half-finished game. Since then, players have abandoned the game for other entries in the Battlefield series, with Steam reporting more players on both Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1. I have to admit, I signed the petition while I was prepping the podcast, and as of this moment, it has crossed over 161,000 signers. I was one, as you've heard on this show before, super hyped for this game. It looked awesome, it was the promise, they had it all set up with Call of Duty struggling a little bit, even though Halo was looming overhead. I wanted this to be the Battlefield game that I would play for a long time. And then, stuff started to happen right before launch, and I honestly tried to get my refund, but for some reason before the launch, it wouldn't let me get my digital return. I did this because we were going to get a 10 hour free trial from EA Play, and to me that was going to be enough. I played about an hour and a half of this game and it did absolutely nothing for me. I still cannot mentally comprehend that there is no scoreboard in the game. Blows my mind, unacceptable, I'm sad that I supported it. Number 5. Platinum Games appeals to Xbox to help it make Scalebound. Phil, let's do it together. Daniel Robinson and Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Platinum Games wants to return to Scalebound, the Dragonfield Xbox exclusive it canceled in 2017, and has appealed to Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer to begin those discussions. Speaking to IGN Japan, Platinum President Atsushi Inaba explained that Scalebound creator Hideaki Kamiya, quote, has been talking about wanting to work on Scalebound again for a while, end quote. Kamiya himself added, quote, I'd like to appeal to Phil Spencer directly. Let's do it, Phil, end quote. Kami has not been shy about expressing his regret over the game's cancellation, and the developer has said before that it would love to return to the game with Microsoft's permission. However, Inaba made clear that this isn't an idle wish, and they'd like to reopen talks with Microsoft about the idea. Quote, often in an interview you might hear a developer politely saying, yes, if we had the opportunity we'd love to work on that again, but we don't mean it that way. Both Kamiya and I are serious. We really would like to work on Scalebound again. I'd like to discuss it with Microsoft properly. End quote. Kamiya went further. Quote, development had progressed a fair way and it seems pointless for Microsoft to just hold on to that and not do anything with it, end quote. Kamiya then switched to English to say, Phil, Phil, let's do it together, end quote. Inaba has previously lamented that Microsoft took too much of the blame for the cancellation of Scalebound, saying that game development is hard and both sides had lessons to learn for sure. Last year, Kamiya explained more about the cancellation and apologized to fans and Microsoft. Quote, it was a big challenge for Platinum Games. 
We were working in an environment we weren't used to. We were developing on the Unreal Engine, and we lacked the necessary know-how to build a game based on the online features. The hurdles we had to overcome were very big." End quote. A new issue for getting Scalebound off the ground may be an entirely different game. Hitman developer IO Interactive is reportedly working on an Xbox-exclusive fantasy game featuring dragons. Given that Scalebound could be described in a very similar way, that might feel a little too close for comfort. I had to highlight this as it's just an interesting story. I don't know really how many people were excited about Scalebound. I always thought it looked interesting, but we never saw real good gameplay for an extended period of time, so I never knew what to expect. However, it's interesting to see a developer come out so forward and peeling directly to Phil. A unique story indeed. Number 6. Resident Evil 4 Remake Reveal Coming Soon Will Make Changes to Story and Tone Report Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, A new report from Fanbyte suggests that Capcom will announce a remake of Resident Evil 4 this year and also claims the publisher is quote, no longer looking for a strict scene-by-scene -scene remake of Resident Evil 4, end quote. According to Fanbyte's source, the remake will differ quite significantly from the original, with a decent portion of the game taking place at night, including the famous opening scenes of Leon fighting his way through the village. Apparently, the reason for this change is that Capcom wants to tonally shift the remake into something spookier. The remake will draw inspiration from early Resident Evil 4 prototypes, which featured a lot more supernatural content when compared to the final release of the game. The report also notes that changes to the story are planned, with side characters getting bigger roles and more screen time. On top of that, Capcom will be expanding Assignment Ada in separate ways, two bonus campaigns into one package, which will be a more fluid and polished companion piece. However, it is unclear if this will be included with the remake or if it will be an expansion. If you listened to me on this show before, you know that Resident Evil is amongst my most favorite franchises of all time, with Resident Evil 2 slash Remake being in the top 3 favorite games of all time. I cannot wait for Resident Evil 4, this has to be the game I've purchased the most on many different consoles, I've played every iteration of it except for the Quest version, which I hope to get this year so I can get my Quest 2 and play that. Can't wait to play this game, hope it's more horror, hope they deliver, and hope we get to see it this year. And number 7, a smaller, stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game starring Basim is reportedly coming by 2023. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, Codenamed Rift and starring Assassin's Creed Valhalla character Basim, the title was originally planned as an expansion for the most recent series entry before being spun into a standalone game last year, Bloomberg claims. It will reportedly focus on stealth gameplay and be smaller in scope than recent franchise entries, meaning it won't be a large open-world RPG. A Ubisoft spokesperson told Bloomberg the company doesn't comment on rumors or speculation, quote, as they do a disservice to our development teams and community, end quote. Assassin's Creed Rift will reportedly be released before the officially announced Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is a collaboration between Ubisoft Quebec, known for Odyssey, and Ubisoft Montreal, known for Origins and Valhalla. It's been claimed that Assassin's Creed Infinity will be a massive online game set across multiple historical periods and one that evolves over time as a live service. This has me more interested, not for the stealth aspect, but because of a smaller scope. I really enjoyed my time with Odyssey, but the game was so massive, I just had no time to play all that content. I'll be intrigued to see more of this game, if it is real, and when it is announced. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about Xbox's relation with makeup products. Credit to Jared Moore at IGN. New Xbox Nail Polish Collection unlocks Halo and Forza Horizon Cosmetics. A new partnership between Xbox and Nail Polish brand OPI is set to launch that will allow you to unlock in-game skins for both Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 that match your real-life cosmetics. Announced on the Xbox blog, the OPI Cross Xbox collection includes 12 different nail polish hues and launches today at Ulta.com, as well as in-store at Ulta while launching on February 1st globally at various retailers. Buying the polish from select and yet unannounced retailers will also give you access to color-matched cosmetic items for both Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 which will seemingly allow players to change their armor and car paint job to match the color of their nails. The collection includes the following colors. 
Quest for Quartz, Pixel Dust, Racing for Pinks, Susie is my avatar, Trading Paint, Heart and Console, The Past is Always Greener, Sage Simulation, You Had Me at Halo, Can't Control Me, Achievement Unlocked, and New Berry. I love when they have these wacky mashups of collaborations outside of the game industry that don't hurt and affect the game industry like an NFT. So if you want to go match your nails to your in-game items, go for it. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Now, if you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, do me a favor, leave a review. It really helps grow the show and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've had no time to play games, but I do hope to get back into some games next week with the sooner release of Destiny the Witch Queen, which I did just pre-order, and Horizon Forbidden West. Many games in February. One I'm keeping an eye on is Elden Ring. My name is Brian Rosie. You can follow me at Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.